This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Good morning and thank you for joining us for the program. My name is Mike Flick. I'm the pastor of Bible Baptist Church in Pachastrum. I'd like to preach to you for a few minutes from the book of Jonah. Very well-known story about Jonah being swallowed by the whale. And we're going to pick it up in Jonah chapter 3 after Jonah has been vomited out by this whale onto the dry land. And Jonah gets a second chance. In Jonah chapter 3 verse 1 it says the word of the Lord came unto Jonah the second time saying arise go unto Nineveh that great city and preach unto it the preaching that I bid thee. The Bible says then in verse 3 so Jonah arose and went unto Nineveh according to the word of the Lord. Now Nineveh was an exceeding great city of three days journey. When it says Nineveh was an exceeding great city of three days journey it would take you three days to walk or whatever type of transport you have at that time, it'd take you three days to get across the entire city. It was a massive city. So Jonah, he heads in, in verse number four, we see here it says, Jonah began to enter into the city a day's journey. So he is not quite halfway into the city, but he's, he's approaching the middle of it. You might think that he's going downtown. And then this is what I want to bring across in the sermon today we're going to focus on what Jonah said when he arrived it says he began to enter into the city a day's journey and he cried and said yet 40 days and Nineveh shall be overthrown now it's at that point that Jonah leaves town He's, he stands up he says these eight words in English it's an eight word sermon and he turns around and walks off. He doesn't pass out any gospel tracts. He doesn't offer an invitation. He doesn't sing any songs. He, he doesn't organize any follow-up meetings. He says as little as possible. He fulfills the calling. God told him to go and tell Nineveh exactly this. But you've got to understand, Jonah did not want Nineveh to repent. If you've read the book of Jonah, perhaps you're familiar with the overall theme here in the story. Jonah, he hated the Ninevites. These were the, Nineveh was the capital of Assyria and Assyria was about to attack the Israelites and they had been enemies of, of Israel for a long time they had committed several atrocities to Israelites and now Jonah he wants to see God punish these people and he knows if I go and preach then there's a chance that the Ninevites will repent and if they repent then God is going to have mercy on them instead of pouring out wrath on them. And that's why Jonah does as little as he can to help these people uh, come back to God. He, he's actually not wanting that to happen. Nevertheless, it's amazing to see what God can do with the smallest of efforts. Right? The Word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. And friend, the Word of God, it does not return void. So Jonah shows up, Thus saith the Lord, yet forty days, and Nineveh shall be overthrown. The rest of the story as we read it in Jonah chapter 3, the Ninevites believed God, proclaimed a fast, and the entire city repents. The Ninevites even dressed up their animals. You can see in verse 8, it says, But let man and beast be covered with sackcloth and cry mightily unto God. These people, the repentance was so deep, they said, we, we want every part of our society to be turned in the right direction. So the people repented, and a great revival took place. 
Now, we're not going to focus on the rest of the Ninevite story because after about a hundred years, you have the preaching of Nahum, Nineveh backslid again, and God ended up destroying the place eventually. But what I want to focus on is this sermon, Yet forty days, and Nineveh shall be overthrown. Eight words. That's all he gave. Now, wouldn't that be something if you went to church this coming Sunday and your pastor stood up and he said, Folks, today God's giving me a very short message. And then the pastor gave you eight words and then walked out. Wouldn't that, be, wouldn't that be a different kind of church service? You know what the Apostle Paul said in 1 Corinthians 14? I'd rather speak five words during that church service with my understanding than 10,000 without the understanding. So we don't need a lot of words. We just need the right words. Now what, what, if, what if I were to say to you, friend, if you're listening to the sound of my voice today, I said, friend, I got a message for you. I'm talking to you. God wants you to hear this. Yet 40 days and your life will be over. What if that was the message? What if the message to you today was yet 40 days and your life will be over? What if that is what the word of the Lord was for you. Now, now please understand, I'm, I'm speaking hypothetically. I'm not trying to scare any of you with that message, but I am trying to drive home, home a point. What would you do with that message? What if you had 40 days left? Now, you know, there are some people that actually hear this kind of news, and it's heartbreaking if a family member, friend, or anybody for that matter, gets the horrible news that this or that disease has come upon you and your time is limited. But friend, the fact of the matter is, all of us, we are on borrowed time. God has lent us a certain amount of time to be on this earth. The Bible says it is appointed unto men once to die. You have a limited amount of days and one day you have an appointment with death. Now it is true in the Bible, if you live the right kind of life, you can extend those days. And if you live the wrong kind of life, you can shorten your days. But there are times when God steps in and says, okay, based on where you're at now in your life and what you've done, here's the ultimatum, 40 days. 40 days. What would you do with that? What would you do with that? You know what some people would do? They would say, if I only have 40 days, then I better make the most of them. I better do everything that I've been wanting to do with my life. People call it a bucket list. You know, before I kick the bucket, here's all the great things I want to achieve in my life. Friend, you can go about scratching every itch and fulfilling every desire and lust. And the fact of the matter is, once those 40 days are up, you're going to turn around and regret the fact that all you did was live for yourself. The Bible says there is pleasure in sin for a season. You, you see, while you're doing it, feels good. Feels like it's a good use of your time. But the problem is that season will pass. And as one preacher famously said, there's a payday someday. The wages of sin is death. Be not deceived. God is not mocked for whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. If you sow to the flesh, you shall of the flesh reap corruption. Friend, you have to pay for what you've done. God says your time is limited. Forty days. And that's all you get. If that was your message, and if you knew I had that much time, what would you do? So I'd live it up. Well, I want you to think that through. I want you to think that through. Now, you know what some people would do? If they heard the ultimatum, 40 days, and that's all you get, they would run and hide. They wouldn't 
live it up, they would try their utmost to prevent that day from coming. They would run and hide from the 40 days. You know, back in the days uh, of Y2K, maybe you remember this worldwide phenomenon. There was this scare all over the world at that time that all the computers would crash and life as we know it would pretty much come to a screeching halt. And there were people prepping. You know, they were laying up food out in the, out in the wilderness, out in the bush felt and this and that and, and thinking if things go, go bad, I can run out there and I'll survive this apocalypse type atmosphere. They were ready to run and hide. You know, that's what some people do with death. They, they try their utmost to get around it. Friend, rather than running and hiding, it could be that you just need to come to grips with the fact that one day your time will be up. I'm not saying that it's wrong to uh, exercise, eat right, and live a godly life. All of those things are profitable. And as I've already said, they can extend your life a bit. But, but understand you cannot hide from death forever. The best thing to do is face that fear. Stare death right in the face and say, I know you're coming, but I'm ready for you. I'm ready for you. You know what the Ninevites did when they heard this ultimatum, 40 days and Nineveh shall be overthrown. You know what they did? They, they had the best response. They said, okay, we accept that fact. We, we agree that we deserve punishment, but we also believe that God is merciful and they repented. They said, if we only have 40 days, let's throw ourselves at the mercy of God. Let's prostrate ourselves there at His feet and say, God, be merciful to we sinners. They repented. They tried to bring their life in line with what they believed God wanted. Friend, it worked. If, if you know that you have a limited amount of time on this earth, then the very best thing you can do is try to bring your life in line with the will of God according to the Word of God. There is no greater achievement in this life and that is the best preparation to go from this life to the next, to that eternal state. You know the Apostle Paul said in Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 16, redeeming the time because the days are evil. You know, times are tough all around us. Everywhere all over the world. You say, man, if I just lived in that country, if I had these opportunities, everywhere in the world there are challenges. Evil, listen, evil is not uh, restricted to only one geographical location. It's everywhere. What you need to do is make the most of the time you have. Redeem the time. How do you buy back that time? By not wasting more of it. You have an opportunity today to do something that is in line with the will of God and according to the Word of God. I'm not telling you that you have 40 days left. I have no idea how many days you have left. It could be four, could be 40, could be 400, 4,000. I don't know. What I do know is this. You have a limited amount of time and you need to make the most of it. Don't waste time living that riotous life, fulfilling all the lust of the flesh. Don't waste time running and hiding, trying to pretend as if death will never find you. Rather, prepare for it. Bring yourself in line with the Word of God. The prophet Amos said it like this, and I'll close with this thought. He said, prepare to meet thy God. Friend, you have a limited amount of time. Are you ready to meet your Maker? 
If you have any questions about how to be properly prepared for that day, you're welcome to contact us. You can find our details on our website, bbcpotch.com. You're also welcome to follow our YouTube channel, Bible Baptist Potch. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.